Warning, the following podcast contains extreme opinions that are based on absolutely nothing. Accordingly, the hosts of this show cannot be held accountable for their lack of research and their uninformed opinions. These are the facts, even though they don't actually know the facts. Welcome to Baseless Opinions. I think we just do our names. <laughs> well, let's I do think that. this is the intro. <laughs> this is the intro. All right, then. Welcome to Basis Opinions. I'm your host, Mike Alcibar. And I'm Dustin Adamski. And. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with, you, you got like, a question to ask? I, or got a, I got a question for you. Man. I just do that. Okay. Um, so, what fictional world or place would you want to visit or be a part of if you could? I mean, I think you know the answer to this as, as well as I do. Gotham City. I, I knew that. And I, would, and I would want to visit the Batcave. You would be yourself, though. Yeah, I'd be me in Gotham City. I wouldn't be Do Batman. you think you would survive in Gotham City? Probably not. <laughs> like, a lot of crap goes down, man. There's a lot that happens in Gotham. I'm thinking you couldn't last the night with the Joker and the Penguin running around. I mean, I think I'd last more than a night. Isn't Nightwing in Gotham, or is he somewhere else? Nightwing's in Bloodhaven. Okay. I mean, but, well, I guess it depends on which storyline, because, you know, he could be visiting. Young Dick could be in the house. Do you think... Young Dick. Do you think that you would be an active part of Gotham, or would you be, like, a bystander? What, do you think I'd be, like, running for mayor? Well, you know, like, involved in the city. I feel like... Like Harvey Dent. uh, me coming into Gotham right now as me currently right. with the knowledge that I have of Gotham City. What would you do? I feel like I would try and be involved as best I can. On what scale, I don't know. Would you know who Batman was? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I do. Like I said, if I'm coming into this. So you would know that he was millionaire Bruce Wayne? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, how does... How how doesn't everybody know? Mm-hmm. Look at all his tech. Look at all his gadgets. Mm-hmm. Look at all his different suits. I mean, come on. <laughs> Would you be that guy? Hey, that's Bruce Wayne. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> What's up, Bruce? Hey, Bruce, call me. <laughs> Bruce, can I see the cave? Is it cool? <laughs> Would you be on the news, dude? I totally know Bruce Wayne, man. No, I he's Batman. Wanna, I wouldn't blow his cover, but I'd do like subtle hints, like. Would you go on Wayne Manor, and Bruce? Bruce. Alfred. Bruce. Alfred. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Alfred, are you there? Can I see it? Can I see it? <laughs> just, just one time? Can I see the cave? Can I have a cup of tea? I have, I have the, uh, the time that it takes to open the, uh, the back cave uh, tattooed on my leg. Do you really? I do. It's on the <laughs> clock. What a random. <laughs> it, it's funny how your knowledge of Batman is like my knowledge of the Hardy Boys. <laughs> it's that deep. I, but I mean, I feel like... So, okay, here's the thing. I know a lot about Batman, but... Since the 1940s, essentially, there have been so many Batman storylines and so many different, like, you know, this is canon and this is not canon. This is this is in and this is it not, you know, and people, different, you know, artists come in and different writers come in and they change little bits and pieces of the storyline. So, like, I'm a huge Batman nerd and I know a lot, but there's so much that people will still argue with me about and be like, nope, it was this. 
I'm like, well, yeah, well, you know what? Fuck off. <laughs> Wait, know? in the show, didn't they pull down a, a head or something and hit, press a yeah, button? Yeah, there's also the, the, bust the bust of William. Is it Shakespeare? It's I think Shake- it's the bust it's Shakespeare. of Shakespeare, and you hit the button, and it also opens. And there's, there's the that. two poles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so is it behind the grandfather clock? In the show? No, like in the regular canon. Uh, in in this, yes. It slides and you go into the Batcave. There's also the piano where you can play the off-key notes. And the, the That's right. Notes. That was in the original Batman, wasn't it? it so, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of different ways into the cave. That yeah. was in uh, Tim Burton Batman, wasn't was it? it? Or was that in Begins? I don't know. I don't remember. I forgot, dude. There's so many. Hey, speaking of Tim Burton, did you see the new Dumbo trailer? I haven't watched it yet. Oh. I saw a lot of people raving about it, though. It looked it looks amazing. Pretty, it looks pretty good. <laughs> and it's kind of sad. Is that where you would go? No, I would go to Star Trek, actually. You would go to Star Trek? Like, you, where? You'd be on the... USS I would be on the Enterprise. Enterprise, yes. Why? Because they have the holodeck, and you can go to any world and create anything your imagination <laughs> could so, ever make. <laughs> you would go to a ship to experience anywhere you wanted exactly. to Exactly. So I could go to Gotham City, but not die. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what color I shirt get, would you wear? I would not be a red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not red. Nope. Probably like yellow. Maybe green. Was there a green shirt? I don't think there was a green shirt. It I, was yellow. I'm not smart red. enough to be blue. Yeah. Blue was like engineer and doctor. Was blue engineer? What no, were red like, was engineer. What were the uh, what were the uh, like captains and admirals? G- gold. Gold. Wasn't there a yellow too though? No, it was the yellow gold. My Star Trek knowledge is. Sulu was gold. He wasn't a captain yet. He was just. He was just driving. But wouldn't that make sense to go to a world where you can create anything your imagination can desire? That would be cool. That would be cool. And you don't die. How extensive was the holodeck? Would you, could, you, <clears throat> could you get there and, like, let's say I wanted to eat fruit. Could I eat fruit on the holodeck? I think so. Like, Jordy like and... Like, it's a full immersive experience. Jordy and, and Data, they, went and they were playing Sherlock Holmes for a while. That's kind of cool. He was really smoking a pipe there. So, I mean, I'm assuming you're actually in that world. Or maybe it's just in your mind. I don't know. Or, or on the holodeck, don't you have to get dressed and then go to the holodeck? Or do you get there and then your clothes change? I don't remember. I think you get dressed first. So then whatever you props have you to bring have, have to be. Right. Huh. Hmm. I kind of like, the, uh, like the, the Westworld dynamic a little bit. Better. Yeah, that's cool. Like you're actually immersed in You're it. there. But you could die. <laughs> you can't. Well... I haven't seen season two yet. Don't ruin it. I haven't watched any of season two yet oh, either. God. But so good. Season one, spoilers. <laughs> so World. good. Towards the end. Yeah. You know? Spoilers. Gosh. <clears throat> okay. I mean, it takes it takes a it takes a genius to think up a world like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think my my world would be pretty random. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like it would be this really in in depth like Sim City world. <laughs> Everything would have a place. It'd be so organized. It would be so organized. It'd be so organized. Hey, we should do a uh, we should do an escape room. Oh man! And see how well Robin we wants to do that so bad. Well together. And I am so scared to do that. Why? Because I don't. I don't think I could get out. You, are you afraid that you like <laughs> your analytical skills? Just I'm gonna won't. be in the corner. My OCD is gonna be like, okay, I can't go there. <laughs> be like the first it. things you do are like try and move busts. <laughs> 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 move the clock to eleven forty-seven. <laughs> We should. There's a couple here in Redlands. There's one right here in San Bernardino too. Oh yeah, let's yeah. let's plan that. 
Do we have right. enough friends to do that? Probably not. No. Don't think so. No. Do we have enough friends on this podcast that will do it? I probably not. Robin think would. So. My mom, I don't know. That's th- that's four of us. It's a little family <laughs> affair. Family affair. If, if the four of us can't get out, blame it on the brown kid. Hey, I gotta say hi to Sydney, man. She's our youngest listener, and she was really mad because I didn't say hi to her last time. Really? Yeah. How old is she? She's she's gonna be. 13 at the end of this month. I apologize in advance for all my F bombs <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and she, the things that I say that just are, she was just really upset at me that I didn't mention her name last time. So oh. there it is. Well, what's up, Sydney? Mm. Uh, Sydney, I have a question for you. What do you think of evil geniuses? Mm. Like pinky in the brain. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That is a good one. I saw them at comic con. Oh, the actors that played them? No, actually, Pinky and oh, the Brain. Did, did <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, the actors, the, uh, the actors that played them did a panel. Uh, it was pretty cool. Wow. I was like, hey, look, it's childhood all over again. That's crazy, because that was my, like, 20s all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you were 20, I was 10. Right, you know? what are you going to do? What, what can you do? Evil genius, man. Mm-hmm. Why don't you set this up for us? So, um, I, okay, a uh, little little um backstory here i'm i'm already like like knee deep in another documentary right now documentary series that we're going to talk about because dustin hasn't watched yet but i watched the evil genius last week and i told Dustin he had to watch it because it was it's it's pretty gnarly i don't know what year this was 2003 so okay so it was in the 2000s and Basically, there was this... Uh, I, and I, I don't remember this on the news. I don't either. I don't... Yeah. There was a bank robbery that happened. Uh, and this man walks into the bank, and he has something giant underneath his T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Looked like a reverse hunchback, essentially. Right. And he goes up, and um, did he hand the teller a note? Well, he actually stood in line for a minute. Yeah. He, he was... There's footage, security footage of yeah. him in line. And then he went around the line and handed them like a whole bunch of notes. It was like really detailed. Yeah. And then, uh, so he robs the bank Mm -hmm. and then he goes out to get in the getaway car and then he stopped at a McDonald's. He stopped at McDonald's because there was a clue under a rock. Gotcha. So he stops at McDonald's, got the clue. And then from there, uh, continued his journey. And at that point the police pulled him over. Mm -hmm. Now, it turns out that this gentleman had robbed the bank because he had been uh, he had been not necessarily kidnapped, but he had been taken, mm-hmm. and somebody had strapped an explosive device, essentially a pipe bomb, a pipe bomb around his neck, and set him up on this scavenger hunt, which began with, "Hey, go rob this bank." Right, and. In the process, that he was telling the police, there's a bomb strapped around my neck. And, and the whole time, it kind of seemed like he's kind of like, hey, man, there's a bomb around my neck. You know, not thinking it's yeah. really real. He was he was just chilling. Like, yeah, the whole thing seemed very surreal. And what's crazy is they have footage of this. They have like, right. all this video footage. And, and so this guy is sitting there. And the, when the police realize that, hey, this gentleman may or may not have an explosive device attached to him, they surround him. But they keep their distance and they call him the bomb squad. In the meantime, he's sitting there in handcuffs. He's sitting there in handcuffs on the ground. And then as he's – and I believe they said that one of the cops pulled out a pocket knife and cut off the side of his shirt. Yeah, to make sure that it was – And then it revealed this thing that was strapped around his neck. And that's when they realized we need to call the bomb squad. And uh, you see the footage, which is like completely – 
mind blowing. <laughs> well, maybe not mind blowing, but it's it, it's just so surreal because this guy is sitting there and you can see and hear something start to tick, like a timer start going to off, go like a going beep, off. Beep, beep, yeah. And at that point, I think. At that point, he, along with the police and along with everybody watching, realized, oh, shit, this is not a joke. This is something real. Right. And in the documentary footage, the bomb goes off and just blows a hole in this gentleman. Yeah. And blows a hole in his chest. In his chest. And then that's where everything begins that's where it starts essentially yeah which to me i was like what that's what i was like <laughs> wait a minute so i guess that, like this is supposedly like one of the most diabolical bank robberies like uh, uh, of all time because uh throughout this documentary it's it's explaining about this this woman who was you know allegedly the mastermind mm. behind this whole thing marge marge uh, who was completely batshit, batshit, but so intelligent at the same time. Right. Like they, they talked about how smart she was and growing up and like she had like five PhDs or something like that. Like she was super smart, but she was bipolar personality disorder. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Porter. And, and the, the guy that, uh, the guy that actually put together this documentary um, you know, he had been communicating with her from, you know, while she was in prison for the better part of 10 years, yeah. I think it was. He had letters. He had a whole box of letters. You know, cassette audio of, uh, of taped phone calls and everything. And she knew that he was making this documentary and this movie. And, and she would always say, like, I think even her, the first time we actually hear her talking, she's like, um, I'm going to make sure you have a good movie. You know, something yeah. along those lines. Maybe not word for word. Don't quote me. But... <laughs> Uh, so she, you know, and, and it breaks down the story of this, this lady who was really too smart for her own good mm -hmm. and whose inner demons just, man, like ran rampant with her. I mean, what, what were you thinking about this going into it? Uh, man, like the first 10 minutes after that, when it, where it started at, where the guy blew up, I, that's when I texted you and was like, this is crazy. <laughs> This is crazy. It's something. It's something you're not expecting to no. see. No, and and that's where it starts. It starts with that. So then you're wondering, well, how did he get there, mm -hmm. and who created this device? I mean, he he had had a a, a cane. It was a gun. Yeah, the it, cane shotgun. The cane shotgun that he walked in the bank with, and it was loaded. It was functional. They said, and, and they they tested it. And my question about the my question about this dude was that like, there he had to. Okay, it's, it's either one or two things to me. Either one, he didn't believe that it was real. Mm -hmm. And he was just doing what he had to do to get out of the, the collar. Or two, he really believed that they were going to pull this off and that he was going to finish the scavenger hunt to get the keys to get this thing off his neck. Apparently, he, he really liked scavenger hunts. Yeah. I mean, that's what they said. But he also wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed either. He, was, he, was he a little mentally challenged? I would think he would be. So it, it, he was like a, a a pizza delivery man. Pizza delivery guy. Um, loved scavenger hunts. Lived he, he like rented out some older some back lady's house. back house. Mm -hmm. um, he loved he loved hookers. 
loved hookers, also loved his mom. Loved his mom. You know, so uh, there's, there's, there's some life good. is about balance, you know, a lot of, a lot of balance, <laughs> you know, so um, he, uh, yeah, and he didn't seem like the brightest of the bunch, but throughout the whole, throughout the whole documentary, they're, they're kind of trying to figure out what the level of his involvement yeah, is. Yeah, what is his part in this? And, um, and after, after the bomb went off, in order to bring the, the bomb back in safely, because they didn't know what kind of mechanisms were in this bomb, yeah. they had to decapitate him yeah. in order to remove the collar from his neck after he had already died. Right. And one of the statements that stuck out to me was this police officer was like, his decapitation was done in the most loving, yeah. loving mm-hmm. way. I, he didn't say loving, but it was like or most respectful, respectful way, right. most gen like some I forget the wording he said, but it, it was something more along the lines of loving, right? Like the most caring way, most, yeah, something like that. And and I remember that that ringing out to me like, can you do that, that when you're be, cutting somebody's head off? That would be hard. You know what I mean? Like even in autopsies, you don't slice somebody's head completely off their body. Yeah, and so the family was upset because they couldn't have an open casket, right? And yeah, eventually they ended up charging him as being part of all this. And the family's like, no, he was a victim. Yeah. There's, there's no way he could be a part of this and a victim too. It was the sister, right? The sister, the sister. was the one that was very vocal about right. it. Right. Um, but yeah. And then, and then, so as they're doing these, the investigation, they found pieces of the scavenger hunt on him. Um, and, and when they were looking at the notes of the scavenger hunt, they went on to follow the the scavenger hunt to see if they could find more stuff. And right. sure enough, there was like a sign along the side of the highway that had something. Yeah, like there was like a coffee can with a note in it. Yeah, and then there was another location that they went to where they saw somebody in a van that took off. Um, but what intrigued me most about this scavenger hunt was the way that the letters were written. Right. Um. I guess later on they found out that, that this was a a typewriter. They had written every typed everything up on the typewriter and then took a sheet of paper, slapped it over that, and then traced the letters from the typewriter to the new sheet of paper. So it's like it was a handwritten document, but there was no clues as to who right. was writing it. And it wasn't like like one page. No. It was like seven or eight pages. It was it looked it looked like a book. Right. It was thick. But it was a rambling note, and the thing that stuck out to me was like her letters to 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 the guy who made the documentary, Marge's letters, were kind of the same way, just really rambly, yeah, and sporadic. It, it's like the, there are too many thoughts going on in her head to right. really uh, focus on one thing. Um, so the the way that Marge gets put into the picture um, is. And now you watched this more recently than I have, so you might have to guide this a little bit. But she was brought into the picture because of her relationship with with the gentleman who lived where they delivered the pizza to. Right. 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 So when when this guy delivered his last delivery were two pizzas to like these abandoned radio towers. Yeah. Which were right next to a property that this guy owned and lived on this guy 
calls the police and turns Marge in <laughs> because he says that he found a body in a freezer on his property and she was asking him to dispose of it. But he didn't want to be involved in the disposal of a body, so he just temporarily moved it to satisfy her, but then he was going to call the cops so that they could help him dispose of the body because she's the killer. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's so matter-of-fact about it. Like yeah. He's just like, well, she's at my property. Well, it's in my cooler. Yeah, the 911 call's like, well... the the body's in my freezer and they're like and how to get there well i put it there i put it there. <laughs> he's like but but she's the crazy one are you coming to get her and it and it's funny because he completely got off like he wasn't he didn't spend any time in jail <laughs> yeah in a way he got off but i well yeah like he didn't he he was like the hero and oh, not the hero but <laughs> but okay so out of everybody who planned this I mean, it comes 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 out that, that he was eventually in on it, but he came out without having any jail time or anything. And what's crazy is like he, you know, he gets her arrested for the the body that's in the freezer, and then <laughs> it comes. They were fighting, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, because they were fighting, and then it comes to light that like a lot of her ex boyfriends have died in like strange ways. Like her first husband, mm-hmm. her first fell and hit his hit head on a coffee, coffee table. table and died <laughs> the second guy she shot and she, it, she admitted yeah but like in self-defense yeah, she admitted it I've, you know? I've killed two people and, yeah and and she was so brash and so blatant about the whole thing and they even said like when she was in court and stuff like she's laughing you know saying yeah like, oh yeah i'm gonna get off i'm gonna get off you know it's not a problem and there's there's footage of this guy who turned her in <laughs> like walking around the house he's like yep yeah the uh, the body was right here and I wrapped it in plastic. Right. And after I wrapped it in plastic, you know, I pick, picked him up, threw him over my shoulder, and walked <laughs> this way. And he's like, and I walked around the corner and then put the body in this freezer right here. Yeah, and then I, I called you guys. I was waiting for you guys to come sort it all like out. Like, he laid it out. Yeah. I mean, he was, like, the most helpful witness ever. <laughs> <laughs> here's and, my uh, crime, and here's how I did it. And, now get her. And did And even the interview tapes when he was in interrogation, he's just like, well... I mean, what was I supposed to do? I, I had to. I <laughs> and had I'm to thinking, call the fucking cops. <laughs> um, but so, okay, so then how it relates to this, this dude uh, that, that had his chest blown out in the bank robbery was th- the guy that turned her in and Marge and another guy, right? There was another dude. Yeah, there was another guy. <clears throat> set this whole bank robbery thing up because they wanted to get two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't remember why. So though. essentially, Marge wanted to kill her father because he was spending her inheritance, and he was going through it fast, and he she wanted him dead. Okay. And so she hired. <laughs> this guy who she went went fishing with and said, Hey, I'll, I'll pay you money to kill my, kill, kill my father. But we had to rob the bank to get the money. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, okay. Right. <laughs> but, but the one thing that they brought up in the documentary was that like every, everybody that came into contact with her, like loved her. Yeah. Like genuinely loved her. Well, and that's like, why they were willing to do what they were willing to do. Yeah. For her. Like, like, 
she was in their head, they said, like in their psyche. That's so, so crazy. Like the power that. I mean, enough. To, and she wasn't pretty. Have over you. She wasn't. Oh, no, she, she looked like, you know who she reminded me of is that, that lady from Throw Mama from the Train? <laughs> the, the, the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Goonies. Yeah, yeah. She reminded me of the Goonies. The lady from the Goonies. Uh, the mom, right? The, the mom. mom from the Goonies. Um, what was crazy to me was was how incredibly like like impulsive and like bipolar she was. Yeah. Because like you know, the the guy would come in and talk to her, put a get on a phone call with her, like. You fucking asshole! Don't, I'm gonna fucking ruin your fucking. I'm gonna fucking sue you! You fucking she piece of shit! To, yeah. And then be like, "Oh, you look really nice today, Marge." Oh, thank yeah. you. You know, and then like <laughs> just like that, like she's all of a sudden like back in the zone, right? She's talking to you, you know. Uh, and it was just like this back and forth flip flop that was like, "Whoa, dude, like that's bipolar." Yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, <clears throat> it was crazy. Um, there was also, there was also, um, part of the documentary where it talked about one of the guys that, or the guy that got killed, right? His favorite hooker. Right. Right. Uh, I forgot her name. Jo- Jody or something. And initially she didn't want to do an interview. She didn't want she to. She didn't want to do anything. No. And then she got arrested. And then she got arrested. And then... Put in the same jail as Marge. Put in the same jail as Marge. Marge was threatening her, you know, like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna sue you, bitch. You know, like she liked to say that. She liked to sue people, but she, she, she actually made money by suing. People. Yeah, she like, won she a was lot rich. of suits. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and like I know we're jumping all over the place, but it turns out that that this this prostitute not only was one of the guy's favorites, but she and him had like a genuine friendship yeah there were some feelings yeah there. and there were feelings there and she i feel like she admitted without admitting it that she helped set him up she did finally in the very end yeah she helped set him up for to to, to be a patsy to be a patsy um so <laughs> all the and we've said all the the dudes in in this lady's life you know were um mysteriously died except for the one guy who turned her into the police, <laughs> he didn't mysteriously die. He like didn't. He stayed out of jail even yeah. though he was involved, uh, even though he admitted to moving a dead hey, body, right. like tampering with, he with evidence and all this. Uh, he died of cancer, didn't he? Yeah, it, it was it was funny because because remember when the 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 guy who made the movie went to go see him. And he was showing the picture of the house. There was that blue van in front. And immediately yeah. I'm like, there's the, that's there's, the van. That's the van. There it is. But yeah. the guy came back later and said, I didn't realize it when I first zoomed in on the house that there was the van. Yeah. How could you not notice that? Well, he didn't know about the van at the time. Oh, maybe think. he didn't. Okay. I think the knowledge of the van, because remember, I think there was one of the cops talked about a van. But, but then they stopped. Yeah, everybody it, just it didn't come up again. Go. Yeah. Um, and the van came back in the question later on. And then... So this this Marge lady was so sadistic and so twisted that she there was like a pact between them that like no matter what happened no matter what they admitted there they would never there was a certain thing that they would never rat on each other for so that they could all avoid the death penalty or something like that. Right, because in, in a murder case there's no statute of limitations. Right. So they would never admit to the murder. So, and right. Any other crimes they you know they might she, talk yeah, about. Right. 
and the way that they eventually got a lot of them was by playing them all against each other, saying like, "Oh, well, she talked about the murder. She talked about, she it, talked yeah. about the murder." Um, <laughs> it's it's so much to take in and to to try and talk about. I don't really know how to explain it without you watching it, but seeing this level, this a person that at this level of intelligence, but also this crazy and this messed up. Like every interview with her. And every like time you see her, whether it's in court or whether it's in that little interrogation room or whatever, she's just like, like she commands all the attention. Yeah. But she's so nutty that you're like, dude, yeah, she's all over the place. <laughs> you're everywhere. And, and you know, she was suing everybody in their mom. It was just crazy that, that this, this whole bomb, it was completely homemade out of spare parts and it was like locked around his neck, like like a big handcuff. Yeah, like said. a giant handcuff mechanism. Right, and and it, and it had like four four key key lo- uh, locks to, to un- unlock each part of the of the handcuff. It was just really intricate and made of spare parts, and the cops had no clue <laughs> what would do what. What? Yeah, they didn't know what would do what. <clears throat> um, and uh, if I remember right, there were different keys stashed at different parts different, of the different places. Hunt, right. right. Yeah. yeah. So my take is that I, th- I think that the guy thought it was, it was just fake. I mean, he was probably told, this is fake. This is what you got to do. But I think that once it started beeping, I think that he realized, <coughs> wait. Yeah, once the timer was counting right. down. Um, he, and that's when you hear him. But see, that's another reason why I, 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 I did genuinely feel bad for the guy. And, and that's when I kind of felt like he was a little challenged because when he's just kind of like, uh, guys, are we going to get this thing off of me? You know, yeah. I'd be freaking the fuck out. Right. I'd be like, you didn't get this off of me. Aaron, 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 <laughs> come on, Aaron. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, be, I'd be screaming. I'd be like, get it off. I'd be standing up and running around in circles. Like, right. what are they going to do? Shoot me? I'm going to die with this thing explodes anyways. Yeah. So somebody get this thing off of me. But it, it was crazy because he was in the bank and he even – he even got a lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> he was eating a lollipop while he was waiting for the money. Playing with that cane, which could have just fired at any right. moment. Like, yeah. It, it was like, that's why I can't tell if he just really thought it was a joke or if he just thought that he was going to get away. Or maybe he just wasn't all there enough to comprehend he that. He was just that perfect patsy that they needed. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It was, it was nutty, but it was, it was cool. I, I, I went into it, the only thing that I had really heard about it, I mean, I saw that a bunch of people were talking about it, and I kept seeing it pop up on Netflix, but uh, Larry actually told me, like, yeah, everybody's talking about this evil genius. Um, he's like, and, and uh, he's like, there's some pretty graphic, like, video in there. And I was like, really? I feel like I gotta see this. <clears throat> so I was like, I was like, oh, shit, I gotta, I gotta watch this. Let's check it out. And so, yeah. I can't believe they showed it, though. I know. I know. It was nuts. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was it was from afar off, but you can but, see. But still, the, the fact that... And, and, you know, like, we're desensitized because we're so used to movies, and we're so used to, yeah. like, when we see this in movies, we're used to seeing arms fly and shit like that. But then when you actually see it happen, and you're like, oh, my God, somebody really just blew up right there. Right. It's it, And then, like, you see... You see things flying after the explosion. You don't know if they're pieces of the bomb or if they're, you know, like pieces of him. Right. 
And I remember watching it and seeing something bouncing through the grass and thinking like, oh my God, what is that? Like, what, what's that bouncing? Is that a body part or is that? I think it was part of the bomb. Because apparently he was still alive for a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, dude, but that's, that's, that's so crazy to me. Like to be, and, and imagine being like one of, one of those, those police officers or one of those, you know, uh, cops or, or even part of the bomb squad, like, right. <laughs> or even being one of the dudes that had to cut off this guy's head. Yeah. It just, yeah. It was a good documentary. I, I, I uh, recommend it. It's, it was solid. It's, it, it, it's a good, a, a good kind of whodunit story. Yeah. Because in the end, you really don't know who did it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just, it, 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 it ends. I mean, everybody eventually dies. I mean, Marge, Marge died. And the other guy, he died of cancer. Spoilers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but in the end, it's like you're still left wanting to know what really happened. Yeah, because there, there are really no definitive answers. There's not. Um, I mean, you know that that she was like the mastermind behind it all. Maybe not necessarily the mastermind, but you know that she was pulling all the strings. She was the one that kind of um, facilitated everything. Because, you know, the the guy that built the bomb was the guy that died of cancer and also the guy that turned her in. Right. Um, You know, but, you know, it was all with direction from her. And she even says, she's like, I'm not some sort of evil genius or anything. You know, and you're like, uh, you kind of <laughs> were. So I think, Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why there's that creepy picture of you on the cover of this documentary. Um, yeah, it was a good documentary, dude. I, and I, I really don't remember anything. I don't even remember, honestly, hearing about this case. I don't either, but it, I mean, they showed actual nude foot, news footage. Nude and footage. Nude footage. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Please don't. They showed actual news footage of like Fox News and CNN. I mean, it was all over the news in like 2005, 6, 7. Maybe I mean, were we just not paying attention? I don't or? know. We were talking about other things. I didn't meet you to 2010. True, but it was still going on. I mean, she was she had her trial in 2011 or 12. I mean, is it that 2005, I was like graduating high school, oh, so I was getting divorced. Yikes! Yeah, that was for the best. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you win some of you lose some. I mean, at least you didn't pull a margin. No, kill her and did put it. her in a fridge. And yeah. I'm happily married now. Thank thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> to a lovely wife. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more that we can really say about no, this. No, I would I would recommend definitely watching it though. Definitely go check it out. If you have a good a good four hours. Yeah. It, this one this one's not long. No, and it, it, it's 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 split into four segments. So it's like right. 45, 50 minutes a piece. But if you're like us and everybody else in the world, you're probably gonna binge it. You're gonna because, binge it because you wanna see what happens next. Yeah, because they they do a really good job of, of of ending it but going But wait, there's more It was a really good documentary too. It was it was it, was, cool. it wasn't biased. What I liked about this <laughs> was that it's not it's not a cheesy, you know, documentary narrator going that's when 17. I realized we would never have any answers. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should rewatch oh. Patient 17. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh 
<laughs> do a, a retrospective on it and talk about it all over again. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible documentary. It was a horrible documentary. Oh my goodness. But this documentary was not horrible. This this documentary was good. No, this was good, man. This is good. Like true true crime true crime stuff. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which definitely means that you're gonna like the staircase. Which I think we're gonna talk about next week if you have time to watch it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll binge it. All right. Yeah, the yeah, staircase. The, the staircase is... You want to do a little spoiler alert on it? I mean, is it... Uh, Well, no. No? I, I, I you can't? I can't. Wow. I can't. Um, it's, it's good, though. It's de- it's super interesting. Mm. Super interesting. And it's way longer than this one. It's like yeah. 11 parts or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, next week we'll be back talking about the staircase yeah yeah because uh, that one's interesting too so if you haven't watched the staircase watch the staircase watch it also uh watch this and hit us up and let us know what you think about this documentary because this documentary was nuts let us know what you think about marge you know yeah. and if you know a marge run for cover <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you know a marge do you do you know someone in your life who could do this i think i know a marge but i have no contact with them anymore wow yeah Let's go to <laughs> the uh, wrap-up question. I'm not going to edit this out. <clears throat> okay. Would you rather see 10 minutes into your own future or 10 minutes into anyone but yourself? 10 minutes into my future? Of your own future or see anybody else's future for in 10 minutes into that but yourself? I feel like my 10 minutes wouldn't be that interesting. Because, I mean, like, uh, for example... Sitting here right now. Oh, are you going to see 10 minutes into your future? Yeah, I'm going to high five you. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Go our separate ways. I'm going to look at some voiceover work that I have to do and put it off until the absolute last minute. And then I'll go record it. Hmm. And that's it. Do you think that you could. That's more than 10 minutes. Do you you think that you could. uh, Like get winning lottery numbers and then go back. You could see. But see, that involves time travel. But you're seeing into your future. Ten minutes into your future. But I don't think... You could see ten minutes into the lottery numbers that are called. Yeah, but don't they close lottery at a certain time and then like... Okay, what if you're playing roulette at the at the table? Well, then, yeah, you could probably do that. That'd be cool. Would you want to see and get rich? Or would you like to go and just have this power to amaze anybody and say, you know what, I see your future, girl. Is this a one-time thing? Or is this like a... <laughs> Like at any time, I can look ah. ten minutes in my future. Ooh, that's a good question. Or is this like that Nicolas Cage movie where he could always see like a few minutes ahead, and then uh, he meets this girl that like you know he falls for, and it turns out that with her he could see way into the future, and then it turns out the whole movie he's actually seeing the entire future play out, so he knows exactly what to do. Pretty awesome wow. movie. Wow. Don't remember what time what it's called. He's done so <laughs> many. Uh, who knows? Sounds like Nicolas Cage though. He's done so many. <laughs> Go buy a castle. I would. I'm gonna steal a T-Rex skull. Ten minutes from now, I'll know if it's a good idea or not. I I would. I would see into my own future. You would. And I would make myself really rich. So in that scenario, then yeah. But then again, I wouldn't really care what's gonna happen to people in the next ten minutes, anyways. That would just be a cool trick. Yeah, it would be like cool. you could get rich for cool in Vegas. With somebody. Yeah. You could go to Vegas and be like, I can see ten minutes in your future. Yeah, be like, you know, I can see ten minutes. <laughs> in ten minutes, you're gonna lose that hand. Right. That girl you're about to text, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't text that girl. <laughs> don't text her. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't don't text that girl. Don't okay? text that. <laughs> so you would pick someone else or yourself? Probably someone else. Okay, so let's say it's a one-time thing. You get it one shot. So, okay, so is this something that, like, I have the knowledge that at some point in time I can look 10 minutes in my future and I just save it for, like, yes, for one of those. It. Then I'd probably just hold on to it until I get to one of those moments where I'm like, dude, what am I supposed to do right now? But you think 10 minutes is enough time to give you an answer? Because what if you waste it and you still don't know 10 minutes into the future? That's very true. <sighs> Why you got to bring these conundrums? All these, to all me? these questions. So you would see yourself, your own 10 minutes in the future. If I had one shot at it, yeah, I would take a bunch of money and go to the Indian casino <laughs> and put it on black. But you'd have to, you'd, you'd I would look know. 10 minutes in the future and specify the number. I would know. Come back and then like black 16. Right. And I would put however much I had. Yeah. But I mean, that's not winning a lot. No. You know what I would pick? Yeah, I would pick the that number. winning a lot. I would pick, the, pick the exact number. I would pick the exact number. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 32 odds. 32 mm -hmm. to one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Put down like, you know, 10 grand on that. 10 grand. That'll... But in roulette, 10 minutes. 10 minutes, you can see a lot of spins. You could. So Wait, can you see the whole 10 minutes or just the elapsed at the, at the end of time 10 minutes? Well, that I, I don't know. This is your question. <laughs> I feel like you would see the elapsed, You would right? see the whole. Because what benefit would it do you to be like, in ten, okay, so what if you just you start your 10-minute power right at the wrong time and right at the end of that 10 minutes, you don't even see the number. You just see them clearing off the board. That's what I'm thinking. So you would see the whole thing like a little video. Yeah. Yeah, you'd see the 10 minutes play out, then you'd do that thing they do in movies where you're like, oh! yeah, you know, like he just had a vision. That's a couple That's a couple of roulette spins. Yeah. That's that's easily two, three wins. The casino would probably get like really suspicious. But it's roulette. How can you really, you can't. You wouldn't know. Yeah. There's there's no way to, to you know, cheat at roulette, is no. there? And then I would take my money and go. Yeah, and, and they'd probably just, stop me and say, "Sir, how did you just win three numbers in a row?" I would be absolutely honest with them. I'd be like, "I had this ability to see ten minutes into the future, and I was able to see the three spins, but only once. But only <laughs> once. This is the only time it'll happen. I can't see it any else. You I know won't I just see me made, again. I know. <laughs> I know. I just made ninety-six to one odds on all my money, <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, you know, I can't let help me it. see. Let me see what that would be, dude. Hold <laughs> on. <laughs> 10,000. 10, That's 320,000 times three. That's no, you can't do the math that way. You have to do 10,000 times 32, which is what? That's what I did. 10,000 times 32 times 32 is 320,000. Now 320,000 times 32. Oh. 10 million to 40,000. 10 million times, times 32. 327,680,000. <laughs> now that's that's going off the idea that you put the money down, you win, and then you just say, okay, let it all that ride on the next one. Could they even pay out 327 million? <laughs> I don't know. I've never won at roulette with $10,000 three times. Wow. I feel like you'd just have to do, in order to make it happen, you'd have to do 10,000, win, take that money, put another 10,000 down on the next one, win, take that money, and then maybe put like 20,000 down on the next one, and then just walk away with that. Because I don't think they could pay out $320 million. <laughs> no. There's no way. But that'd be cool, dude. Can I have this in gold bars? <laughs> you know? 
Can I have ones, please? Yeah. <laughs> can you have that in ones? Can you just cargo cargo plane it to my house? No large bills. <laughs> I just want to carry around stacks of money like I'm rich. I think at that point, what's the cutoff where you actually have to like pay taxes and report it? And I shit? think it's like fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. I think you, so. You're trying to walk away with three hundred twenty million. <laughs> do they cut you a check or do they give you cash or do they give you chips? Uh, <laughs> Sir, would you like a credit? These are good <laughs> at any casino. These are good. At, these are good at any Morongo. <laughs> I want my money, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to buy a house right now. I want my money. I'm sure it'd be one of those things where they'd be like, "We know, we know you cheated. We know that you cheated, and there's no way that you could have done this without cheating. So here's the deal: take your fucking money and get out of here. Don't ever come back here. Like, you're banned. Like casino? Yeah, you're banned. You ain't never coming back. You're banned. That's you're like, like a, I just made three hundred twenty million dollars. <laughs> it's like fine. A bad Joe Pesci. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> That's a good plan. That is a good plan. $327 like million. What are you, you going to do with that much money? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how much would they take in taxes? What, half? Dude, we should write a movie about this. Ten minutes could change everything. That'll be the tagline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have so many ideas. Yeah. We have so many movies. So ideas. many movies. We have a comic book idea we haven't even started yet. Rod Sword. <laughs> No, about your grandpa. Oh. <laughs> we have oh. two comic books. Yeah, two comic Broadsword. books. Oh, man. No one will ever know about Broadsword. <sighs> Broadsword will live. Broadsword will live on. He'll live on. He'll come back. How much How much do you think they'd take taxes out? I mean, okay, gambling, they're going to take... Okay, so with the lottery, they take like 50%, right, for a lump sum. So if you're getting $320 million, No, 327 327 dude. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> let's just say let's cut it in half. Okay. You're walking away with at least 160 million. They could pay that out. Yeah. They could pay out 160 million, right? Right. What would you do with that money? I don't know. I would invest. I want to I want to try something. Hold on. Let me see if this guy will answer the phone. <clears throat> Who are we calling? Larry. Oh, Larry Bear. He used to work at the casino. <sighs> Yeah. Hello? Yo. What's up, dude? You're on Baseless Opinions right now, and we have a question for you. Lair Bear, what's up? Oh, my God, you bastard. <laughs> That's not my name. All right, so so we we were wondering if, if you could see 10 minutes into your future. Uh, wait, or, wait, 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 you were breaking up. What was that? All right, so we're, we were saying, like, if you had the ability to see 10 minutes into your future, what would you do? And wait, wait, like, like Nicolas Cage in that movie? <laughs> That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Is that what you said, Oh, no, Mike said it. <laughs> That's great. All right, I've so, seen this movie. So, question. If we were to go play roulette, right, and we were to put, like, 10,000 down, and, and 10 minutes we could probably cover, like, three roulette spins, right? Yes. So, at the casino, how much money do you have to make before they tax you? How much money do you? Oh man, any jackpot. So they tax you on any jackpot? I think any. I I remember it was I think twelve hundred or more. Mm. Okay, so I I believe that's what it was. Would they be able to pay out three hundred twenty million? <laughs> <laughs> As we learned from Ocean's Eleven, they don't even have that much money in the. <laughs> that's a good point, good Larry. Point. Good point. Ocean's Eleven. How will they pay 
figure that out? I don't know. That's that's what we're trying to figure because out, bro. Be- Go ahead. I was going to say, they would probably stop you. You would probably have one of the, uh, now what are they called? The managers, the pit boss, yeah. come and stop you. Really? So, like, you'd be stopped after maybe two, two, two wins? Yeah, man. You start making that much money, you start winning that much money, they're going to definitely send somebody over. Well, I mean, because we're considering you put $10,000 on, on, like, Black 16 and it lands, and that gets you $320,000. As we all know, you always bet on black. Yeah, but you know what? Okay, so even if you did it twice and you put what you won the three hundred twenty, and you put it back on the ne- again number, you would get ten million. Could at, they pay out ten spins. million? Okay, okay, okay. Are we saying like before, like in Vegas? Because you could just no. Just <laughs> We're at Morongo. Just hop around to each casino. So you <laughs> no, we only have ten. Suspicious. We only have ten we only, minutes. We only have ten minutes though, Larry. So it's got to all be at one table. So it's just. 10 minutes in general. It's yeah. just one and, 10 minutes. And minute only shot. one time. You can only look 10 minutes in the future once ever. Oh, man. So you have to stay at the same table. But 10 million, they can afford that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They can afford that. They can cash out 10 okay, million. Okay, and then you take 50% of that. So what? You get 5 million. I mean, they could probably pay off. Well, it probably depends on what casino you go to. So if we went to San Manuel, <laughs> probably not. Could San Manuel cover it? They probably pay off like ten million. They, they just give you the reservation. They'd be <laughs> they would be so upset. They give you a house they, up on the hills. They they, like, they would not How be happy. Did you do it? <laughs> <laughs> they would not be happy. Uh, I like that joke. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh man. Yeah, well, that was yeah. our that was our question, Larry. That you was the casino a expert. Good, good knowledge. Uh, I was uh, I feel honored and, and privileged to be a guest on Basis Opinions. <laughs> I was listening to this uh, earlier, and yes, I would also pick curling in the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yes, and uh, you can catch me on my show, whatever it's called again. I don't remember. <laughs> what is your show Pop-gasm. called, Larry? Popgasm. Popgasm. Yes. And. Uh, is this the beginning of the episode? This is the end of the episode. We're at the end, bro. Oh, it's the end of the episode? We're going to close it out. All right. All right. Well, I guess I'll let you uh, gentlemen do your thing and close out proper. <laughs> hey, actually, Larry, what, 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 since you're the guest, what, why don't you close it out for us? Wait, wait, what? I said, since you're the guest, why don't you close it out for us? Oh, man, I can't hear you. There's too much echo in here. He said, uh, he said you close it out since you're the guest. Uh, all right, and this has been uh, Baseless Opinions, and uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> all right, guys. Later. <laughs> all right, late. Oh, Larry Bear. Well, on that note, <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>